Granite State Game Day with Sean Sendall. I am the smartest man alive! And the coach. What's going on? I said, there's a cat in the house. Cat in the house? I said, yeah, there's a cat in the house. Mike Bellevue. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Talking everything from New Hampshire high school athletics, through the collegiate ranks, and up to the professionals. Nothing is off the table with these two. Second hour, Granite State game day. Thanks for waking up with us here. I'm Sean Sendall alongside the coach, Mike Bellevue, on an overcast, very foggy day this morning. Coach, was it really foggy on your drive down? Oh, incredibly foggy. I, I mean, Hard to see. Could barely see in front of yeah. you. It was the same way for me driving up. And it's funny, I didn't think it was that cold out, though, but... My car was telling me it was, when I got out, 35 degrees. Yeah, I felt it. It was cold. Okay, I guess I wasn't paying attention then. (laughs) But it has to be, something had to be going on because the ground's still warm. The air had to have been that cold for it to create that much fog. Uh, There was a lot, and it's still still hanging over us. And it's starting to clear a little bit, but overcast day. But look, we're almost into December. Coach, let let me ask you something. We're almost into December. It's after Thanksgiving. Before we get to the Patriots, we'll start with the Patriots here. When does your household start doing Christmas anything? Or let me ask you, let me rephrase it. When does your household, meaning really your wife, and then versus when, you know, you usually start to acknowledge <laughs> when Christmas begins? Yeah, there's a big difference there. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, fortunately, I don't have a wife that runs out and does Black Friday and start shopping. I don't. She, like me, wants Thanksgiving to be Thanksgiving and then start doing Christmas a couple of weeks before Christmas, not like a month or so six So you wait months. until December. Yeah, absolutely. You're in December. You are we, we're not getting December the tree family. until right. probably like the 10th or something like that. Nice. Um, and um, we... Um, and for me, I need to step it up this year because she's usually the one that runs around and plays Santa and, you know, gets does most of the shopping, but she's asked me this year to kind of help her out more, which I, and, uh, Plan and I a night to go out to do it together. Yeah. You know what my parents used to do when I was a kid? One, and, I, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but every year, right, right as Christmas approached, it would be my parents kind of late with their shopping stuff, so it would probably be around mid-December, hire a babysitter, and, of course, as we got older, it didn't matter, but when we were younger, hire a babysitter, they would go out, all of the shopping, of course, now with online shopping, they don't have to do this as much, but they would do all of their shopping and go out for drinks afterward. Do that. That sounds good to me. You don't have to hire a babysitter. <laughs> so shop for a half hour, drink. No, right, kidding. Right. <laughs> you might You might get an, an hour of shopping in and then two hours that of hanging out good. and having margaritas. No, i got to step it up this year. I've been asked. So <laughs> yeah. She just does such a great job with the holidays. It's unbelievable. Well, fortunately, since your kids aren't around, you can just tell them, well, we didn't get you anything because you're not uh-huh. around anymore. That's just that's the rules. You have to be around. <laughs> you to have to me, be living within 40 miles to get anything. So speaking of this subject, <laughs> last night I'm like uh, – you know, yeah, I'll help you, but what do you think of, if it doesn't have to be this year, but the future of, so I just sort of come up with $4,000 or something like that, or $3,000, and our Christmas gift for all of us is we go to the Caribbean or something, mm-hmm. you know, and just do Christmas in the Caribbean, and I get like no answer and silence for like <laughs> a minute. I go, so bad Good idea? idea. <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. How about this? How about get rid of the shopping? Everybody's gift is to go to the Caribbean and just like be in an all inclusive. It might be. It might be the idea of Christmas not being at home. The actual act of Christmas not being at right. home. So let me amend your suggestion. Okay. Suggest that the gift be for New Year's, so you can still actually do Christmas. Good enough for me. And the dinner and those types of things at home now. The gift is still going to be a large, expensive gift where there's no unwrapping in that type of experience. Right. However, if you plan it ahead of time, they know the gift. That's what the gift is. You still do Christmas at home. And then for New Year's, you fly out and you do the all-inclusive thing somewhere else because that is exactly what my parents have done for me the past two years. Oh, really? That's exactly. I'll be, I was in Mexico last year for New Year's. Yeah, where are you going to be? I'll be in Mexico again this year for New Year's. Really? Uh, my parents... Are going. My sister goes. Uh, my parents pay for the wife and I. Um, and then I think actually some of my extended family will be there this year. Uh, just because it's a why not type thing. Christmas is spent at home. 
which may be the kind of the, yeah. the hang up for your wife. And then New Year's is spent partying, which is what New Year's is supposed to be. But now you get to party with your family. Are you going to go to the same place in Mexico or uh, a different place? We are going to the same place uh, this particular time. Yes, it's they're very, it, they're very good. They're they're absolutely they're they're very very good. Um, yeah. And New Year's is, you know, Christmas you might be able to get a better deal because less people want to do that on Christmas, whereas New Year's a lot of people want to do it. But I would say. Throw, amend the suggestion. Okay. Amend the suggestion, and if she s- it says okay, then you plan it in like March. You plan it so this coming March, you plan it for next year. That would be my suggestion. She might she might buy into that one. She might, but I know that she'll still do some presents. In- a couple things. Yeah, I mean, get some underwear oh. and some undershirts. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. here's some socks. Congratulations. I don't know if I can talk. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> she's so traditional. But anyway. It's worth a shot because yeah, it's worth a th- shot. That you know is the little wrinkle to the traditional. I mean, let's face it: your kids want to do something on New Year's. Still, they're still young enough. And if I like the New Year's idea because the kids are all of age. It's pretty cool, right? I mean, when have you? When's you probably never had a chance to really sit back with all of them and really just enjoy yourself. No. Not have to worry about who's driving. Not have to worry. Right. It's you sit back at an all inclusive and you just enjoy yourselves and. It's fun. It's nice. So my that's there. You go. Try that. I love it. Try that am- amendment to to the suggestion. We w- <laughs> we will, however, talk. But how did we get on that? Oh, the um. I asked when you sell when you started celebrating Christmas. Yes. Christmas music, coach. Does that happen in your house? Is your wife a Christmas music person? I hope you're not. I'm not. <laughs> She's not really. Right. My oldest son is. He drives us bat crap with this. I can't. He comes home and he just starts putting on this Noel stuff, and it's funny, you know. He's just he's he just wants to put it. He's a great kid. He just wants to put everybody in the Christmas spirit, but I can't drives the rest of us <laughs> up a wall. <laughs> I have uh, a a sister in law who plays Christmas music year round if she wants, like oh when God. she's in the mood. It'll be July. And she'll be like, what, Christmas in July? And she'll be playing Christmas music. Yeah, that would... Um, of course, the two-year-old I'd loves it. I'd be out it. the door. <laughs> the two-year-old now loves it. Yeah. So, of course, oh, we do it for the baby. And, again, that's I, I drove hours for this? <laughs> I don't think Silent so. Silent night in July? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. What we do have, though, before December starts, is the first, which is interesting, because normally it's well before December starts, but the first Patriots-Jets matchup. Haven't seen it yet this year, which is odd for November. Sure. But the first Patriots-Jets matchup will happen tomorrow, a game that was supposed to be the Sunday night game. Did you know this? Yeah, it was supposed to be Sunday night at 8.25, and they moved it. They moved it because but the why Jets do they suck. Oh, is that what it, why? Well, I mean, you have to think about it. They, yeah, it was, I figured. It was a national game, Yeah, and they want, they, they want a game that's going to draw a national interest. Yeah. And <laughs> it's the Jets. So the really, Jets don't draw a national interest. Well, they, I mean, they could. They used to a little bit when they were not this season, not this season, not last season. They they're not drawing any type of national interest. So instead, they flexed out Denver and Kansas City, which is a much better matchup. Not to say that you know the Patriots won't have some you know struggles here and there as they always do with the Jets. They're gonna, but Kansas City Chiefs and Denver. Are now in that eight twenty five eight thirty slot on Sunday night. Monday night is Green Bay and Philly, which I'm looking forward to as well. Seems like Green Bay's been on like prime time. time. Yeah, but and all I, they, year. they're also sub five hundred. I know, which is is absolutely nuts to me. I I will say that it it amused the crap out of me. However, when they flexed the Jets game out, the Jets Patriots game yeah. out. I mean, come on, the Jets stink, literally stink. There are three wins. I want to say. They have three wins on the season, and they flex them out. I get it. I totally get it. But the Patriots always have some struggles with the uh, New York Jets. This is, of course, on the road. This will be down in New Jersey, not New York. What do you foresee? Tom Brady missed a few practices. He was back at practice. Gronkowski. Was he back? Was he? He back? was back yesterday. Because the latest I heard was okay. I knew he had missed practice, and I knew he was sore, and then there started to be some speculation we might see Garoppolo, but now we're saying we probably will see Brady. I'm I'm imagining we will see Brady. Yeah, I imagine we will see Brady. If we see Garoppolo, 
I, I would honestly, after the beginning of the season, I'd be fine with it. I, I'd like to think that he's not rusty from that time frame, but you never know. Of course, I'd rather see Tom Brady. There's a finite amount of time left with Tom Brady, so I want to see Tom sure. Brady down in the Meadowlands. Coach, what can you expect against a Jets team that we haven't seen yet this season? Oh, by the way, the Jets started the Bryce Petty <laughs> era last week <laughs> and it. are already have already decided to end it and going back to the Ryan Fitzpatrick era again. So that's what the Jets are doing right now. They've run through three different quarterbacks. Geno Smith got hurt. Ryan Fitzpatrick can't throw, uh, you know, can't keep himself from throwing interceptions. And Bryce Petty just can't score any points. The problem is Ryan Fitzpatrick plays well against the Pats. Some, yes, like, he does. You know, he does, and just constantly. And it's, I kind of think they went back to him this week because they know that, I don't know, he can process and handle all the looks the Patriots give him, and he just does a good job. And So I, um, I'm worried about this game, um, even though the Jets have a bad record. Three and seven, one and three at home. Patriots are undefeated on the road this season. Five Makes and up. me feel better. It does. Um there are two losses uh, that come at defense, home. FYI. Jets defense is always very solid. I know Revis isn't Revis, but he's still a darn good football player. And uh, their front is always tough. Um, I What I expect in this game is that Brady will get the ball out quickly. And I think now I'm really super pleased to see that he, he even has another weapon to get it to, and that's Deion Lewis. He looked like he was back. He did. He looked he really good. I was surprised. He looked, he looked really good last He did. Year. He put on some good moves and so happy for Deion Lewis and so happy for Brady to have yet another weapon. I mean, let's out of the backfield now he's got James White, Deion Lewis, and he can hammer the ball with, with Blunt. Love it. Tight ends. Hopefully Gronk's healthy. I'm not sure he's playing this week. Really? I, I'm, I'm, not I'm not expecting either. Gronkowski to play. But if he were, you'd have him and Marty Bennett, which is Bennett's really done a good job this year. And then you got Edelman, Amendola, and Hogan. And now let's throw in another weapon, Malcolm Mitchell, the rookie out of Georgia who looked super last week with six or seven targets and five big catches and a long touchdown catch. By the way, that throw by Brady was unbelievable on that particular one. He yes, fitted into a small window. Um, really like... I like the skill position weapons that Brady now has. I'm offensive line wise, still see Solder struggling. Mm-hmm. On occasion, Tooney has looked good, and then sometimes he false starts out of the blue. I think reliable guy is down the middle, David Andrews. Kind of a little bit of a turnstile at right guard, but mostly Shaq Mason. And then Cannon and slash Cameron Fleming trying to man the right side. They're okay. But the weapons on offense is great. I think we really need to talk when we talk right now about the Patriots. The defense, kind of substandard. Well, I think that was where I wanted to go because the defense for the Patriots, I think, has been in question for the past few weeks and – not just you know after the Jamie Collins trade, but even before that it was, okay, are they going to figure it out? And then after the Collins trade, really after a game, you know his final game with the Patriots, I thought he played well in that, that final game. And I know you were a big Jamie Collins guy. I am. I still am. <laughs> for me, I always loved Dante Hightower, so they are kind of made their decision right there. Yeah. But when Collins had to wear when, – when Hightower was down, really, when Collins was the leader of that defense – that game, the last game he played for the Patriots, I thought he looked really good. He was all over the field, flying across the field. I'm not sure that's what Landon Roberts can do, but I'm not. It, you can't just put it on losing Collins. The front four I've liked. I think they put good pressure on, not great pressure, but good pressure on the quarterbacks. But it's not like the front four of, say, the Jets or the Giants even, that you, you know the front four – you can rush for and and you not just put pressure on you're getting to him at some point i don't see the patriots front four getting to the quarterback and if they aren't getting to fitzpatrick then he's not going to throw those interceptions that he's been doing all season and if he's not throwing those 
then there's going to be a problem because that's, as you mentioned, he somehow, for some reason, plays well against the Patriots. So is this defense a defense that can step up against what is really, honestly, a not great offense? Um, Matt Forte has picked it up a bit for them. I, I think he, he looks he shows huge flashes of the guy he used to be with the Bears. But other than that, he's not a traditional running back. He, they're going to run him out into the flat. They're going to run him out up the sideline. He's shown that he can still do that. I'm not sure you have a guy who can cover Matt Forte out of the backfield. Right. I'll give you a quick stat that you probably saw this week. The last 14 times that opposing quarterbacks have thrown into the flats or thrown the check down route to the back, 14 for 14 for like 200 and something yards. And what I'm saying is right now the Patriots have shown no ability to cover a running back out of the backfield. No ability. Is this a defense then that can take this take this team deep into the playoffs? I, I, look, what? Oh, all right, let me ask you. Let me put it this way: Why aren't they playing cheered? What's up with that? I mean, I I just wrote down the front. Allen Branch, I believe, is well. How does it work? He's suspended, but he's appealing, he's appealing so he, he can still play. He might be able to play. That's if they want him to. If they rather, if they think he's going to lose, yeah, they might just say nope, sit out and start your suspension now despite the appeal because we'd rather you come back for you know the playoff run at the end of the regular season and then uh, the playoffs. I don't know. It's so I look at Long, he shows flashes. Flashes. I agree. I look at Rob Ninkovich, and he's been silent. I'm sorry he has. Mm-hmm. I look at, in terms of pass rush, I look at Trey Flowers. I think he's been nothing short of fabulous. Trey Flowers, 98. I love him. Brown has been solid in the Malcolm Brown. He's been mm-hmm. solid in the middle. Branch has two. They got a kid named Valentine that's not bad either. Um, I think where they're hurting is Rob Nickovich isn't having the year he should. And then I think they're missing the Chandler Jones. Um, they're missing the Jamie Collins blitzing and getting to the quarterback. They're missing that. And then I don't think this will land in Roberts as a starter, but they're playing him like he is. And, Hightower's great. Don't get me wrong. I love that. And then in terms of the secondary, isn't it? Is it me or is it like all the games start off with the other team completing a deep pass early with this guy Justin Coleman running 10 yards behind him? <laughs> 22. Like, what is it with Belichick's infatuation with Justin Coleman? Like, what is it with him starting this Patrick Rowe instead of um, Logan um, Ryan? Like, I love Butler, Ryan, Chung. McCordy, can we live with that, please? Can that be our starting secondary and then bring in the other guys? But early in the games, I see us getting burned with um, D-backs out there that I'm surprised are even out there. But Coleman's the one that gets to me every time. Isn't isn't there a guy every year that you question from his yeah. defensive backfield? Yeah. yeah every single year you're going, why why yeah. is he even on the field? Yeah, why is he on the field? It, it seems to be pretty consistent. So what... And I know I'm going to ask more of a broad-based question, not necessarily about the Jets. For you, what is a disappointing season? Because I'm asking broad-based oh. about this defense. What what would be a disappointment? What would se- be a disappointment? That they don't make the Super Bowl. So, I didn't say that they don't win it. So, okay. That they don't make it. I'd be real disappointed because so, I'm looking at the yeah. AFC and I'm like, Okay, I'll tell you who I really like. I like Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I right like now Oakland. Oakland's the number one seed. I like Denver's defense, but not so much their O. But I like Oakland. Kansas City's a pretty balanced team, but I don't think they're awesome on either side of the ball. I think the Steelers, and, Steelers are figuring it out at the right time, and I think they'll make a great push into the playoffs. I do. I really so do. They look the good. Steelers, and that's a team that for some reason the Patriots handle well. And already agree beat. with that? No, it was it, without Roethlisberger, but they already beat. Yes. Yeah, it was without Roethlisberger. That's a very good point. But it's still a team that I think is figuring it out at the right time, okay. halfway through the season now, and they'll make a strong push into the playoffs, in my opinion. In my early season prediction of Buffalo going places, not looking great, what are they, one game below five hundred. My early season prediction of the Raiders being in the playoffs is look, looking, looking really pretty, good. Pretty good. Again, they're the ones they look right darn now. good. Their offensive line is beast. And I'll tell you and what, there's, what there's, the other, there's the other team that may be in the best offensive line discussion. Sure. Are the Raiders. 
but they're, I said it more because I thought their offense would take a step up, but their defense would be dominant. It's been the opposite. Their, their oh, offense Khalil has Mack been is pretty unbelievable. Right, yeah. But their, their defense needs to continue to step up, yeah. and their offense has really been dominant. It has. The car kid is very good. He's very heady. He's got a whip of an arm. Um, they got a couple of solid runners that behind a great offensive line. And what I love about them is, first of all, I love Amari Cooper. I think he's great. Yeah, I think everyone knew Michael that Crabtree he's drafted. Dropped some in the last primetime game, but he's very good. Um, this Raiders team's all right. You just wonder if, you know, in the big moment, you know, when it comes down to it, will they continue to play that way when it comes to the playoffs? That's yet to be foreseen. But for you then, Coach, do you think it's the way for the thought for most Patriots fans, if they don't make the Super Bowl, then it's a disappointment? Not don't yes. win it, don't make it. If they don't make it, it's going to be a major disappointment for 95% of the fans. But do you think it's... I think there's a percentage out there that says if they don't win it. Yes, that's what I'm That's what I'm saying. I think there's a large percentage that have been spoiled by the Patriots each year and think that they should win every single season. I think if, they, if people realistically saw the Patriots-Seattle game at New England, where Seattle clearly, in my mind, outplayed the Patriots... They did, very much so. You'd have to say to yourself, in Dallas playing the way they're playing, you'd have to say to yourself... If the Patriots make the Super Bowl, it should be 50-50 whether they win or lose. But you could say, in the AFC, who's really the most complete team? Um, and and I, you know what? I can't call the Patriots a complete team because their defense but, okay, here's the and thing, their Coach. kicking game has been average at best. A kicking game is something that needs to be discussed as wow. well. But would you say that the Broncos' offense was that talented last year? No. So my point is you don't have to be a complete team to win a Super Bowl. No. You no, don't. I agree. You don't. So you what's have to, stronger, you have the to Broncos hit the right defense time. or the Patriots offense? Because let's call the Patriots. What was it last The best year? part of the Patriots team is their offense. Yeah. The best part of the Broncos is their defense. Well, last year at Denver, the defense won out easily. Yeah. Easily. Yes, it did. Um, Pittsburgh, I think their best part of their team is offense. Yes, I agree. I think Oakland, they're pretty balanced. I would say their offense. I still think the defense needs to step up a and little bit. And what about Kansas City? Uh, here's the thing. Kansas City is a little erratic in my opinion. I know there's only three losses, but yeah. they've had some bad losses. I know. Uh, with that said. And so one of them might not make it, right? Because we've got to take um, someone from the east, and let's call Pittsburgh coming. And so isn't it – what's that other division? Houston? Yeah, so right now Houston at 6-4 and four, is the third seed in the AFC South. So then... On the outside looking in... Yeah, who's... Right now... So you of, could take uh, right three from Balti- the West? Baltimore's, that's yes. You can take three from the West. Okay, Kansas and City, then have a division winner from each of the other divisions. Right. Kansas City and Denver, right now, if everything were said and done, would be in at 7-3 and three as the wild cards. And Pittsburgh would win their division, the AFC North, at six and five. Again, right. this is right now. Yeah, right now. Houston, right now, at six and four, AFC South, and then eight and two and eight and two, Oakland Raiders and New England Patriots at one and two, respectively. So, yes, yeah, the KC Raiders do have the tiebreaker right Denver. now uh, against the New England Patriots. So the teams like so we just mentioned six teams. So the ones that are still poking around are Buffalo, Dolphins, the Dolphins. Dolphins are six and four. Dolphins no. have a very good chance. Uh, Baltimore Ravens are sitting at 500, just like the Bills. Ravens. The Colts, Indianapolis Colts, if they get Andrew Luck back, they're at 5-6 and six right now, as are the Tennessee Titans at 5-6. and six. Uh. But really for them, for Colts, Titans, and Texans, it's about winning their division. League. Yeah, their division. So one, that's Probably one, only one team. One of those will win their division, and... Then sitting at 500 are the Bills and Ravens, and Miami Dolphins are above 500, but are the outside looking in right now. What do you think of the Dolphins? I think they they are pretty good of, defensively. They're pretty good defensively. Their offense, I think they finally found a running game after looking for one with Lamar Miller and not figuring it out with him for whatever reason. Yeah, because he's pretty good. Because he's doing fine in Texas, yeah. so I'm not sure why they didn't figure it out with him. They finally figured it out. But Tannehill's up and down. He's up and down. He's not consistent. He, some games he'll look great, other games he will not. But right now, it's, that's what you're looking at for the AFC picture. And ever, I mean, look, it's football. Every game is critical. Every game is crucial. 
And for the New England Patriots, if they want that one seed, because last year they had to go to Denver, as we don't all remember. Want that. I don't I keep saying it to everyone who don't want to go to Denver again. You might not have to go to Denver, but you may have to go. Right now, you'd have to go to Oakland if it came down to the AFC Championship with the top seed. Now, Oakland, I'd rather go to Oakland than Denver. Than Denver. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But, but Denver's only – they're sitting at 7-3. and three. They they still have a chance at winning their, their division. If the Patriots lose two more games and Denver sticks, <laughs> wins out, then you, you this is – it's with that extra loss in there, the Bills, the shutout loss, things are a little more wrinkly than they should be right now. We need to take a quick timeout. We get back. More Patriots talk here on Granite State Game Day, ESPN New Hampshire. 50 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire. Radio. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. When many people think of wildlife in New Hampshire, most don't get past deer, bear, moose, turkey, coyote, fox, and fisher. Oh yeah, maybe a skunk. But on the 25th anniversary of the non-game and endangered wildlife program, they probably should. There are so many other critters that are residents of the state that are part of the outdoor landscape that we see and often take for granted. They deserve another look. As John Cantor, coordinator of Fish and Games Non-Game and Endangered Wildlife Program, said so eloquently, quote, when nature is thrown off course, we have a responsibility to help it get back on track. Knowing how much the people of New Hampshire care about their wildlife and wild places, I can't help but think that the future looks bright, unquote. We should all hope that John's optimism will be realized because history is full of examples of after years of turning a blind eye to wildlife issues, when it was too late, societies would say, oops, that's not a word we need to use. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Sergeant R.J. Anderson's dream was to take to the skies. I've always wanted to be a soldier, but my ultimate goal was to be a pilot. I think I was meant to to fly. I had just applied to be a part of the 160th SOAR Regiment, and I was going to airborne school that next Monday. So I decided to go on a motorcycle ride with my buddies. We were going through a turn, and that's all I remember. That's the day everything changed. I was told by the doctor that I would never walk again. Thanks to Paralyzed Veterans of America, competing in adaptive sports lit my fire again. They help you transition for the rest of your life to that individual that you want to be. Sports like hand cycling really pushes you to, to find who you are in that redefining moment after injury. With PVA Sports, I've, I've found my freedom. Now when I think about my future, the possibilities are endless. For more information, visit pva.org, a public service of paralyzed veterans of America. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. 
Sergeant Alberto Velasco faced an uncertain future after serving his country. At the age of 27, I was involved in a motor vehicle accident. Mentally and physically, I was just done. I don't know where I would be with, without paralyzed veterans. Winston Woodard III, Paralyzed Veterans of America. My job as a service officer is to ensure these veterans have what they need to thrive and move forward with their lives. And we are there providing expertise with VA benefits, assistance, and advocacy. Thank you, Paralyzed Veterans. Learn more at pva.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. Captain Eric Lawrence needed help after a paralyzing injury in Afghanistan. PVA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. All right, Coach, what's this one? ABC, the Jackson 5. <laughs> um, yes and no. All right. I think that... No, this is... Um, I think because of the baseline, it is a... They took that Jackson 5, ABC 1, 2, 3. That riff? This part. The, yep. Yeah, right there. But then if you, you'll hear a bass, more, some more bass kick in. Um, there. So, I mean, maybe they did take it straight. I'm not sure, but I thought, when I hear that, I immediately think Naughty by Nature OPP from the oh, mid-90s. The one that went, you know the OPP? You down with OPP? Down yeah, with you OPP. know me. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. that one. I had that's, it sort of That's what I think up. of. I like that one. I'm a little bit older than your kids. That's why I... <laughs> <laughs> this was that's pro- a good one. This was probably when, you know, they, they weren't listening to music yet, nor would you allow them to listen to that when, <laughs> when it was out. I'm not, think- I'm not sure I was allowed to listen to it when it first came out, so... Uh, but I'm a little bit older. That's, that's probably why I know it a little bit better than, than you, because as much as they kept you in tune with all of it, you know... Although, again, you had, you had your high school students. See, you're allowed to forget some. But you're right. They did take it from, uh, from Jackson 5. So I'll give you half credit on that Okay, one. all right. <laughs> Although I could be wrong. It might not be. It could be from the Jackson 5 one. But I, it, I thought it was from the Naughty by Nature version because just a little more bass in there. But neither here nor there. Are we going to give Pats predictions? And I want, I want that C's, right now. What are we going to move on to? I want, I want the Pats-Jets okay. finalized predictions before sure. we move on because I think the Celtics played a game yesterday that was, well, I mean, it was a day game. It was against the Spurs. They hosted the Spurs. It was fun to watch during the day. I had off. It was a pleasure to watch it in the middle of the day. However, it really, the Celtics, I'll be quite blunt, have not really been a pleasure to watch most of the season. So I want to get into the Celtics as well. And uh, there's a huge college football game that really it's, it's already like a, a playoff game because the winner is likely guaranteed a spot in the playoff and the loser is probably out. So I want to get talk Ohio State. Actually, in fact, I want to talk larger picture, Ohio State, Michigan. <clears throat> the game's actually at noon, by the way. For such a big game, why is why it not, not at I 7 know. o'clock? I know it. But you know what? That's fine because the wife's going to the movies today, so I will get home. And uh, the, You know what she hates, Coach? Hates? Hates college football. Really? God, She's, the big <clears throat> games. So much hoopla. And, and that's what I explained to her. I tell her it's the big games. College basketball, I'll watch the small games. I'll watch every game. College football, I only watch the big games. But she says, and someone who does not know this, you know, she only knows the sport from watching with me. Uh, <clears throat> she says that's the biggest drop-off from professional to college. That she's, you know, cause I, I only watch basketball and football, really, because I don't watch college baseball. But she says that, comparatively speaking, she sees a larger difference between professional football to, to or college football to professional football than she does with college basketball to professional basketball. And, and that's I, why. Yeah, it, I, it bothers her. I would argue the biggest drop-off is NHL hockey to college hockey. Which I don't watch on television. If I watch college hockey, which I enjoy, it's in person. I love going to the games. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and I'll watch the Frozen Four, you know, once they get to that. And, you know, the Hockey East, a little bit of if there's pot. a big game, yeah, that type of thing. But for the most part, I'm not watching college hockey. 
You know I'm a basketball guy anyway, right. so I'm not watching a lot of hockey. Uh, baseball, I, I will tune in for the World College World Series a little bit. Nothing crazy. Um, so that's that's why. So she only sees me watching college basketball and college football, and she sees more of a drop off to for uh, college football than she does college basketball. That's why she hates it. That's why I get to watch when she's not home today. <laughs> <laughs> I so, anyway. I have a Pat's prediction and a Pat's. I want to hear the Pat's and a hypothetical general manager trade for you. I just want your opinion. All right, let's hear it. All right, I'm going to do the Pat's prediction first. All right, Pat's twenty. Jets seventeen, closer than people think. I think. lower scoring as yeah, well. Lower scoring. I Brady with the gimpy knee. The Jets defense being what it is. You never know what the weather's going to be crappy down in New York. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see the Pats putting a forty up. I don't either. But twenty-seven seventeen. Okay, so a little bit more of a spread. A little bit more of a spread. A little bit. I just, I just think the Jets are just are not good. Uh, they really aren't this season. And I also think their fans don't want them to be good. They want a higher draft pick. Uh, to be quite blunt, uh, you know, it's I have fans, uh, friends, close friends that are Jets fans, and they're excited for a high pick. Honestly, I'm not sure why, because they need a quarterback, and there really is not a great quarterback crop, but they're still excited for a a high draft pick. Hmm. Uh, so that's that's what I, th- I. Although they love beating the Patriots, so if this is like their Super Bowl, uh, but I still see 27-17 for for this particular game. I think the defense will do enough. I don't think there are enough weapons for. The Jets, and I feel that the offense, while the Jets' defense is their better half, I feel like the Pats' offense is better than the Jets. With Revis not being Revis anymore, right. you now you no longer have one receiver that is completely eliminated from the game. He's become a an average cornerback, which is fine. He's 31 years old playing a position that he needs all of his quickness, all of his speed, and... You hit your 30s, you're not going to have the same thing you had at 24-25. So that's a 27-17. I agree with you. And you're, you're hypothetical. Okay. If tomorrow you could trade a 39-year-old Tom Brady. <laughs> this is, this is a t- already a tough hypothetical. For a, I think, a 26-year-old or 27-year-old Russell Wilson. If, if, if it was one-for-one one trade... What would you do? You're the Patriots. I wouldn't do it. If you're going to trade Tom Brady, you're trading him because you think Garoppolo's your future. I wouldn't trade one-for-one one Tom Brady for Yeah, I was going to say, Wilson. I wanted to ask the question without Garoppolo in mind, without him in the equation. If you're asking me who I think a better quarterback is this season. This season. this At this very moment, Russell Wilson is look, looking better than Tom Brady at this very moment. It Playing-wise. I test. Although Brady's playing well, Brady's playing extremely well. Playing and numbers. I'm, if people will start throwing numbers at me, I understand. But so, do you agree with me when I say the eye test? I test of a Russ Wilson is pretty because I think. While I think Brady makes people, everyone around him better, I think Russell Wilson is dragging up people with. He has no running game, none. And I know. Look, whether you like Legarrette Blunt or not, there is a running game. You've got um, players out of the backfield who can catch the ball. You've got Edelman, who is the best slot receiver in in the league right now. So you don't have a long presence, but can can someone who doesn't pay attention to the Seahawks name the the receivers for the Seahawks besides Any, Baldwin? Besides Baldwin, even still, is Baldwin that talented? Curse, right? Right. So I think right now, I test wise, Wilson is playing better than Brady. To answer your question, which is you, that's what you're driving at. I think. I, yeah, I wouldn't trade Brady straight up for Wilson, no, because of Garoppolo. I thought you were going to go with, do you trade Brady because he's playing this well? And I don't want to trade Brady. I just want. I guess I. I guess I just wanted your opinion of. I was really impressed with Wilson, and I, I always still. have been. But I, I was even more so impressed with him last against the Patriots. Yeah, I, I was as well. I thought he looked really good, and I think he's working with less right now than Tom Brady is. I think his offensive line, believe it or not, is not as not playing as well as the Patriots' offensive line either. Overall, throughout the season, uh, so he's got a, a weaker offensive line. He's got no running game, no running backs to k- receive the ball, and. What does he do? He scrambles and makes plays and throws accurately and right. sometimes runs for the first down. Right. I think he's, if he's healthy, I think he's really, really good. And I think he's becoming healthy. I think that's what he showed. I think that's what surprised people was that he was healthier than many expected when the Patriots played him. 
And the other point about Wilson is I don't think he's a flash in the pan. No, I don't think he's I, just I, I, like a flavor of the month like Kaepernick kind of was a couple years ago. Here's the thing. I think Russell Wilson's already proven he's not. Yeah. I think he's done it over the past three years enough to prove that he's not a flash in the pan. We need to take another timeout before we at the top of the hour. But college football, I have an overall question for you. And if we have time, Celts, because they've been a little frustrating for me to watch, but I've said that all season. They are above 500 now. Spurs are extremely talented. I get that loss. I'm going to pose the question to you. Is the college football playoff system, what is in place, is it enough? That's my question for you. We have one final segment here on Granite State Game Day, ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for Friday Night Lights. You've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper, flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Scott McGilvery, president of the National Education Association, New Hampshire. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of the long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and I read too, do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around the home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in New Hampshire can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. Great public schools are a basic right for every student. A message from NEA New Hampshire. Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employment. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. 1250 ESPN New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports. Final segment, Granite State Game Day. Sean Sendall alongside the coach, Mike Bellevue. And I posed a question to you, coach, because Ohio State and Michigan are playing each other today. Both are sitting at 10-1. and one. Ohio State is ranked second in the nation. Michigan is ranked third in the nation. There are four playoff spots, as we know. It's no longer a computer deciding who's in the championship game. It's still a committee deciding who are the final four. And when they were discussing this, I remember saying and proposing, and I knew they wouldn't do it because who's listening? You know, they're not listening to me, but proposing at the time a six team playoff. You know, they were clamoring, people were clamoring for anything. So four teams was going to be adequate. <clears throat> However, a lot of people were pushing for eight. 
And you knew that for whatever reason, they weren't going to do that. So my suggestion was six. Much like the NFL, the top two seeds would get a bye, while the four underneath battle, mm-hmm. and then you play a semi, and then you play a final. That would be, honestly, that would be ideal to me. And it's becoming more in focus now because the system that they've put in is for four teams, but what everyone calls as the Power Five conferences. If there are five power conferences, but only four spots for the playoffs, then not only are you eliminating anyone almost immediately, and it's not always the case, but almost immediately are you eliminating the runners-up from any of these conferences who could be the best, second best team in the nation, you're also decide you're going to have to decide which of those conferences was the weakest mm. before allowing in and find and figuring out your four. So in my opinion, <clears throat> you're a flawed immediately. And the, the answer is not making it four power conferences. That's that's not the answer. There are too many teams for that. The answer is Simply have more teams in this playoff. It shouldn't just be four. And in my opinion, it probably shouldn't even just be six. But even when we extended it to six, you now have the champion from each one of those power five, quote-unquote, conferences, plus the next best play-in, runner-up, wild card, whatever you want to call it, team. And if one power conference is that much weaker and it's so evident, then you could have two wild card type teams how could you have two because if if you already eliminated one if if one of the power conferences was that bad because they still committed right okay. if one of them one of the power conferences the team that won has two losses or three or whatever right. right and then you have a one loss team from another conference the sec let's yeah. pick the strongest yeah. one you know alabama wins out and is is our studs and all of a sudden, you figure out. Well, I know LSU isn't going to do it this year, but you know, for lack of better examples, LSU is sitting there with one loss, and it's just Alabama in the championship of the SEC. Then you would say, okay, but either way, Power Four or excuse me, Power Five plus one. Are you good with? Do you like? Is it enough this college football playoff? No, I like what you just said. I like. Look, I think that the last few years. Um, there's always it seems to be that they're looking at teams five and six to get in the four and five and six so close and and so why not go to six now if you went to six then obviously you're going to have the the same people are saying well we're seven, seven and, eight, and eight why don't right. just go to eight but if you come back at it with the champion from each power conference plus the next best team all right now you've got a little bit of I just I like that, but I wouldn't want to be completely locked into that in case one of the power conferences was a team that had three losses or something like that. Right, and you'd still have that committee similar to the NCAA basketball tournament, but you know they've ex- expanded precipitously. So you know, for some of the old school guys, that's even that's too many. I like it, but for some of the old school guys, that's that's way too many. I want as many teams as get it done in three weeks. So. Say there was the bye week with six, the bye week, and then so basically you're the semifinal saying and then a final. Six to eight. Even if it was eight. Yes, what I'm saying is six to eight because I like a three-week process, a three-game process. Um, right now it's a two-game process, right? Right, right. So, and look, it's better than it was. It is better than it was but a you, lot. But you can't hang your hat on. But it can be tweaked. Right. You can't hang your hat on, well, because it's better than it was, then it's, it's fine. No, no, no. If you can still get better. Why not make it better? And it bothers me to no end that they're trying to maintain this bowl system outside of the playoff. Look, we understand that now the two of the semifinal games are the former bowl games. The Rose Bowl, I honestly don't even know which is which. Orange Bowl and Rose Bowl are are now semifinal games, and then there's the national championship game. Oh, is that true? They don't, like, rotate? Like, I I thought that's what they did. I don't know. I, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm just maybe I'm picturing one year uh, only in my head. But I thought that's yeah. what it was. But either way, look, okay. I just they're trying to maintain a bowl system that no one cares about. <laughs> Tough, I know. They they have to hand out tickets for these. BC things. cares. Oh no, they can go that's under five hundred and make a bowl right, and they're exactly. happy. That bugs me. It's it's 
to me, it's not worth it. It's not. It's not worth that time, the energy, the cost because it costs more than they're actually making off these bowl games because no one's going to them. No one is no, going to. Uh, them. Oh my God, you're so right about that. So many bowl games. You look and the stands are the camera purposely doesn't show you like the overhead, right. which is like half full. Right, and you see fans from one team or another team, but those fans were handed tickets yeah. because the school has to buy a certain number of them. Right. So because the school has to buy those, they're handed those tickets. So I think there is a flaw in the system that way. But <clears throat> Michigan could have avoided this by not losing to Iowa State or Iowa. Sorry. Iowa, I think, close. It was Iowa's like a one-point game, 14-13 at right. Iowa. But they lost that game. And similarly... In uh, just as unimpressive fashion, Ohio State lost to Penn State, 24-21. Now, here's what's pretty funny, though, is if Ohio State beats Michigan, then I think Penn State, or no, Penn State, I think, got another loss overall. No, but it doesn't matter. It's conference. Penn State can win the Big Ten. Hmm. Because if Ohio State beats Michigan, which I actually think they will, I think they'll beat them today. I think they will. Then Penn State could be the Big Ten winner, or at least going to the, you know their championship game. And is Penn State really the best team in Big Ten? Does that mean the representative from the Big Ten won't be the team that won the Big Ten? This is the problem. Right. This is the problem Where's, with just four. Is Penn State, as far as the top six or seven, are they in that? They're in that mix, right? They are... Oh, when you're talking about ranking? Yeah. Penn like State's Clem- number Clemson seven. Is Clemson four? Because you said Alabama's clearly one, Ohio State's two, Michigan's three. Clemson's four. Clemson's four. Uh, Penn State is seven. Seven, okay. And Washington, I believe, is five. And that that's that's really the big Now, if Washington happens to lose the, the Pac-12 championship game, then there's going to be yeah. less of a, a conversation here. But if Washington wins, they could still be on the outside looking in. And they're a Power 5 conference. And and are they really better than Ohio State or Michigan? Are they? I don't think so. Right. So then do you you push them out even if they win? That's, look, that's the problem. It's, you're not talking about the end, like, basketball guy, teams that, look, it's, there are so many teams in, if you don't make it, you truly don't deserve it. Yeah, some teams could argue, fine. But, look, you could have made a statement other elsewhere. With only four spots, you increase that number to six to eight. Now you're not going to have this problem. You know, look, yeah, there'll be teams. Oh, maybe we're a little bit better than the other eighth seed team. Doesn't matter. You're not better than the than the second seed. Whereas right now we're having the conversation of is a team that's going to be out better than that second seed. Mm-hmm. That's the honest conversation here, Coach. You and I will be back next weekend. It will be the first weekend of December as we approach then true Christmas time. So. For the coach, Mike Bellevue, I am Sean Sendall. Great games this weekend. Enjoy them all. We will see you next week.